The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoyla, which you heard just a second ago. So this week on the podcast, we're gonna be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that's leadership. And I've worked with a lot of different leaders over the years. I've seen my own failings as a leader, and I have really seen some amazing things. I've seen some Things, or I've seen some things that I'm like, wow, I never want to do that. And so I thought I'd just pull five things together. And they are in response to real situations, real people. And there's like a mix of things, some from the visual effects and production world, some from online, some from me, which I won't tell you which ones. And just some from across the board, some from clients who've had had people that they hired and they had to be a leader and in the business. And when I say leader, actually, I guess I should start there. The person who's leading a business, I'm not talking about a thought leader necessarily. I am talking about the leader of a team and the person who's the boss. Let's just dive into these and we'll talk about these five. This shouldn't take us too long. Actually, there may be more than five here. Okay. First of all, first and foremost, If you listen to our refocus session on Monday, I was ranting and raving about blame, mostly ranting, not really raving, blame. So with blame, it's very important. And I actually have done a lot of research, a lot of legwork, looking at different things across across many different industries that have been written about leadership and how to lead a team and all that good stuff. And the thing that everyone says, I can't remember who it was, said this, but it's this. Leaders don't blame people publicly or as a way to explain failing. You don't talk about your team and blame them like a team member's fault. So don't blame people to your audience or publicly. And my take on this is that it's gross. It's gross when people do that. And it really is telling on the type of person, the character that they have. And I think that if you are the leader, the boss, the owner of the company, and especially if you are maybe the face of the organization, take the blame yourself as the company leader. Be done with it. 
There is nothing wrong with saying we made a mistake. There's nothing wrong with mistakes. They happen. But you are not going to cause the world to melt down because your course, your coaching program, your challenge, your launch, your journal, your, I'm trying to think of other physical product or webinar didn't work correctly or launch at the right time. Be a human about it. And one of the other things that I want to say is if you do continue to do this, you'll have people, you'll want all this honesty and integrity and say you have an open door policy in your company. And guess what? People will not feel comfortable working with you too long because they know that if they make a mistake, they're going to be called out. And but mistakes do happen. And I think the more graceful, gracious, and classy way to do it is to say, we made a mistake. I made a mistake. I would even say it's even better to just say you made a mistake because to paint yourself as this perfect individual who hires such ruffians that they have to make mistakes all the time, it doesn't make you look good either. Okay, so just say you made a mistake. That's it. Okay, number two, let people do their jobs. Okay, so if you're a small business and you have less than 20 people on your team, have a meeting with all of them, give them the directive in person or in an email. Have a daily meeting even, make sure everyone is doing what they need to do. As much as I've been on teams that were super small over the years, and what morning meetings work. They seem like a pain to us as we're working online, but I have to tell you that morning meetings have really clarified so many things. They've stopped mistakes or extra effort in certain areas that didn't need it before that even happened. And they, they were a great way to do a heads up on things that might be coming down the pike. Morning meetings, daily meetings work. Okay. Also, it's important to give people directive in a clear way. Now, I understand that some people have, I feel like the online world is like this a little bit, but I think it is important to have the ability to discuss with your team members, each of them individually, what you need them to do. I know some people like their integrator to do that or their project manager, but I don't necessarily think that's the best way to go. And it's certainly not a great way to go if the way you present material to your integrator or your project manager in a super confusing way where you just do stream of consciousness directives, that person is going to be spending their entire day trying to unravel every single bit of whatever you just said. And then it is so frustrating overall. And then you've likely changed your mind anyways. So this is why morning meetings work because then you, as the owner, as the leader, at least get to hear what everybody's working on. Somebody else can run that meeting, but you need to be there and you need to give people directives. If you're under 20 people, you're under 10 people, oh my gosh, five, don't pass that off to somebody else. You can't do it. Okay. Clarify people's tasks and roles and stick to them. So I know this is going to be probably something people don't agree with because if you don't have a ton of people on your team, you're like, oh, everybody's roles, everybody's just going to like pitch in. 
but there's got to be some pitching in within reason, okay? Discuss with people if the role, the thing you need them to do expands their role temporarily or permanently. Ask them if they feel comfortable doing it because I've seen so many people take on additional things that weren't prepared to do that, really got stressed, stressed out to the max. Now that said, I do think, and I'm trying to think, there were some actual times over this past year where I was working on a, I think I mentioned, like a few TV, different TV shows where we were doing visual effects for them. When the coordinator wasn't in the office for whatever reason, not in the office, but wasn't available really, because we're, everybody's remote, of course. They weren't available to set up the delivery, the actual visit, the file deliveries to the clients. Guess who did that? Mama Ann did, because I can do that. But I would never ask that coordinator to make a call to the client on their own, because that would have been my role. So it's, you really want to make sure it's discussed. It's discussed with multiple people. And yeah, and that's it. Okay, so that's number three. I guess we do. We have seven, seven ways to be a better leader, actually. Okay, so the next one is, this is a little bit touchy for me, but I'm just going to say it anyways, because I've hired friends before, and I've also not worked with people I knew before, and sometimes I have worked with people before that were great. So sometimes it's super great. So here is what it is. Don't hire close friends unless there's an, a clear understanding of the end. Friends will want to help you. I know I've wanted to help my friends. They've wanted to help me. And there have been friends where it was a really clear, hey, I need your help for this month. Because they want you to succeed. They care about you. But it will be difficult for them to say, no, I can't. I'm not really able to do that. Or I can't stay extra time. Or I'm leaving, period. Friends and other close relationships should never be in a diminutive position also. That alone, I think, is not good. So that when you have those, that the relationship is like wonky or has, it could be wonky and not good and not healthy because, so that's why I refuse to work with a friend for a friend ever again, because that means that they are higher than you in some way. And what's really great is when they actually always thought that and you just never knew that. Okay. And that's that. Okay. The next one is respect over passive aggressive disrespect. So this is something I've actually watched happen. It hasn't really happened to me, but I have seen people really not do nice things to other people, right? You want to call people out when they've done something wrong so that, but why? Do you want them to do better? Do you want them to feel bad about themselves? It is your job to let them know when they've done something wrong. What Set a meeting. Let them know in a private setting, not on a big public meeting call or a client call, not in front of the team, not to your audience. Again, respect. Always respect. Okay, let's see. The next one is stop making everything personal. I think this is sometimes hard because our business feels like it's our own little baby. So when something goes wrong, it feels personal. But 
most of the time it's not personal at all because people just make mistakes, they forget, they break things. They're worrying about their own challenges and their own families and their own things. And you can get mad at them for making those mistakes, of course, but don't take it personally or think that they are purposely trying to hurt you. They're likely, actually, I find that when people make mistakes, they often feel much worse than you think they do. And not to say you can't, you could still point that mistake out. But know that bringing your personal blame into the mix does nothing. In fact, it kind of negates, makes it feel like, like, how are they supposed to learn from that? Oh, I better not hurt your feelings again. No. And I've had people who worked with me, worked for me, that that was my initial take on it. I'm like, they're doing this to hurt me. And then I realized, I'm like, no, they're not. They have their own thing, their, their own life. It was a mistake. So there you go. Okay, one more. Is there just one more? Oh my God, there's a few more. Be approachable. So if you're watching all of the above, if you're listening to all of the above, people will feel okay to approach you. They will set boundaries. They will admit to their mistakes. They will quit when they need to. If they're not approaching you or you feel like everything is a surprise or you feel like people are purposely hiding things from you, ask yourself why. Okay. Next one is an easy one. This is an easy one, but it is one that I think is important. So I said, have a morning meeting. That's just everybody goes around. What am I doing today? That's it. Check in. This is the next one. Check in with each person. Have a biweekly meeting or more often if you can, but at least biweekly to make sure people are doing what you need them to do and you're able to give them feedback in that more private situation. As a leader, you got to make time for this stuff. Even if you are doing a lot of the fulfillment of things and you're doing a lot of the content creation, you still need to do that. It should not be on someone else's plate. Okay, now all of the above works great if you have a true team and that you're seeing yourself as part of that team too, in addition to just knowing that you're the boss, you're the one who pays the bills. But please stop thinking you're Madonna or Taylor Swift or a star sur surrounded by your entourage. If you think the business revolves around you, you're not a leader. You can only have a true, amazing, high-performing team when you see yourself as part of that team. Creating systems shouldn't just make sense to you. They should make sense to everyone. They should be agreed on by everyone. And expectations need to always be in line with what others can also expect from you. Like your expectations of other people need to be what they can expect from you. And I was like looking at some, some, I don't know, just qualities that I'm thinking about when I think of a, a good boss or a good leader, someone who has empathy, someone who's generous, understanding, compassionate, and takes responsibility. This is just like the list that was at the top of my head. This, these were recurring themes with lots of people that I talked to and past jobs offline, people that I've worked with online, people that I've helped, people that have helped me. Definitely have had lots of team conversations over the years with various people. But I think that if you take a moment and ask yourself how you rank in these areas, 
if you were to have a team, are you ready to take on these qualities? Are you ready to start doing this in order to have an actual team? No more entourages, okay? You gotta have a team, not an entourage. Okay, I'll see you on Monday with your next refocus session. Talk to you soon.